0: you are locked on indians your daily cleveland indians podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome everyone to locked on indians uh we are coming into you after another indians victory against the lowly tigers the twins also won today if you were had not checked yet at home so the uh, the indians didn't gain any ground they did not lose any ground but they did gain ground um in terms of their cushion in the wild card as the Twins were facing the Oakland Athletics. So, uh, no matter what happens in that series, it's a win for the Indians. Uh, who today's game was not a win for was Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd had an ERA under 3. Uh, he was at 2.85 when you go back to May 28th. His ERA is now up to 4.13 uh, in just a few starts. The total number of starts since then, 1, 2, in eight, eight starts his era has gone up uh over a full run he was he was a solid number four last year let's put it that way he was he wasn't anything spectacular but he had improved to the point where he was a solid number four this year he came out of the gate looking like an all star uh regression to mean has been uh pretty rough on him and those tiger fans that came at me so mad when i'm like he's not netting you a kyle tucker have gone very quiet uh boyd i i actually do not think we'll get traded at the break because at this point his value is cratering so badly that uh i mean it, i don't know what he would net uh i i think honestly at this point um shane green would net more than matt boyd because at the end of the day too the other thing to remember with boyd is he is going to be hitting arbitration this year for the first time so his cost is going to go up yes there are years of control but uh the cost is not going to be as cheap as it is this year and the uh the struggles he's having are really standing out um june was a disaster and it has stayed horrible into july so i i can't see anyone really paying a lot for a guy who's over a month of down performance yeah that doesn't net a big return especially when there's not a long track record um so Bad news for Tigers fans. Uh Matt Boyd's value is very low right now. Uh he is going to remain a Tiger. And uh for all the talk of, you know, Matt Boyd, it's the Tigers pitcher who might be the most valuable is the one who won yesterday, Spencer Turnbull, because he has been a a lot steadier in terms of performance and is further away from free agency, I believe, than Boyd as well. On the Indian side of things, uh it was a good game by Trevor Bauer. I hesitate to to go anything higher than that because again the Tigers offense is really bad and in spite of facing a truly terrible offense he still gave up a pair of home runs in this game, uh striking out 10, to only two walks is always good. 5 hits, 3 earned runs, all came by the long ball. He also had a wild pitch. 120 pitches is a lot to not even go 7 innings. Um Bauer is what he is as well. Uh, I still think he could be moved, but I, I, his value is down as well. I mean, there's no other way to put it. When you look at the uh, the whole of Trevor Bauer's career, last year he was phenomenal. Every other year he has been madingly inconsistent, and that's what he's been this year. We're seeing that. I mean, last year looks to be the aberration. Um, this year is a return to the Trevor Bauer of every other year, which is more of a mid-rotation arm. Uh You know, there was talk in the offseason about uh, getting Hunter Renfro and Chris Paddock for him. Plus, Uh, both of those guys. uh, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think Paddock made the all-star team. He almost had the first uh, no-hitter in uh, Padres history. And he's been a better pitcher than Bauer this year. And Renfro did make the all-star team. So, yeah, the Indians might have missed a huge opportunity with Bauer. um, Betting on him kind of continuing to grow forward. Instead, he is... He is what he is, and I know people are like, he had a good game, and he did. But, again, it's against a really bad Tigers team. Um, It's not what you want to see. You'd like to see him be a little more dominant, certainly better than what uh, the Tigers had Matt Boyd do. And, I mean, any team that is looking to acquire pitching had a pro scout at this game. Uh, This was a game loaded with pro scouts because of the pitching matchup. I think teams came away thinking that yeah, we could add Bauer. He's got playoff experience. He'd be an okay 2 3 starter. No one's adding him to be the front of the rotation guy, which again hurts his overall value. And with Boyd, I think teams left going. Man, he's been in the tank for half the, you know, for a month and a half now. Uh I don't think we can meet their stiff asking price because if we acquire him, it's multiple years of control. So pass. Um, So I think that's kind of the takeaway. In the game itself, uh, Santana, 19th double. Jose Ramirez, 9th home run. Jordan Luplo, 10th home run. Now, if you go back with Jose Ramirez, um, he's got three home runs so far in the month of July. So he has hit one-third of his home runs in the month of July. He had two, I believe, right there at the end of June. He has had more home runs over the last month than he had over the entire rest of the season. Uh, He just continues to be scorching right now. It is really nice to see. Um, Also, need to give credit, I have been very rough on Tito throughout the year. Uh, You know, it's not perfect, (laughs) and today it looked like the wrong call, but it's going to be the right call more often than not. Uh, Moving Roberto Perez up and Jason Kipnis down against a a left-handed pitcher, uh, Kipnis goes two for three in the game. Prez over four with three strikeouts. It's the right move long term. Uh, again, I think Kipnis should probably be batting eighth or ninth, honestly, against a lefty. Um, but you know, I, I still kudos for making the correct call, uh, even if it's somewhat of just uh, you know somewhat of the correct call. Uh, Bowers with two hits. His numbers uh, quietly are going up. You know, he's not getting quite as much talk. Uh, you know, uh, Will Gage over at Everybody Hates Cleveland had a great tweet today about um, Jensen Lewis talking about uh, how, oh, that uh, Kipnis has been this, like, uh, secret run producer of late. But his, uh, during that period, his uh, runs created plus is 50 when the league average is 100. So that's, that's not someone who's secretly been a productive hitter, that's someone who's been one of the worst hitters in baseball um bowers is productive quietly you know the average is going up the on-base percentage is going up his ops is over 700 now it's it's about league average um which we will certainly take from where it was um it's been a team trend uh it's it? his uh his slugging is a little higher than jose Ramirez. His on-base is a little lower. He currently hasn't beaten OPS, but that's probably not going to be for long with the way we're seeing Ramirez play. You know, Once uh, Bauer was out, Oliver Perez came in, faced two batters, one reach base. Not ideal, but hey, he still got the job done. Adam Simber continues to be just a rubber arm reliever. Uh, his turnaround this year is ridiculous. Uh, you know, I talked about basically coming into the year. I didn't have any faith in him as a relief option because once he came to Cleveland he was not good. He should not have been on the postseason roster. That's how bad he was once the Indians acquired him. He's been phenomenal this year. So I'm very curious to see if he's a first half pitcher, if we're gonna see a big slide in the second half. Uh you know, it's just something to watch. I only have one year of data to really go into and then uh, Hand comes in in the ninth and, well, comes in in the eighth, actually, uh, records all four uh, outs via the strikeout and continues just his uh, dominant uh, relief appearances for the Indians. Uh, so There has been some talk about Brad Hand in trades. I don't think it's going to happen. And one of the primary reasons I'll tell you right now is James Karinchok, uh had a hamstring issue Uh, May 13th, I looked this up, and it was supposed to be out for a few weeks. He's still not returned. Um, It's been over two months. Nick Sandlin with a strained right forearm uh, was shut down for the year. Those were the two relievers who were supposed to help the Indians out this year. Uh, That's not happening. Kyle Nelson who probably a third-best reliever in system, a uh, really interesting left-hand pitcher, just went on the disabled list today with finger blisters. We've been through that before. Hopefully <laughs> this is a small one and not an Adam Miller situation. So while the Indians had all these really interesting um, relievers in the upper minors, the three most interesting ones are all hurt. Uh, that leaves Jared Robinson, who I've talked about, out a bunch this year. I mean, he's he's going to get the call up at some point. He is certainly someone to watch. Um, Robert Broom is pitching well in Akron, but those are kind of the guys there. But I mean, uh, to me, they were more like the third tier of arms than the those first and second tier. So uh, still interesting guys, still guys who I think have major league futures, don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, someone like Hand, all of a sudden the Indians need him more because the guys you were hoping to come up and see perform this year have just not been healthy, and it's really kind of set back the uh, the next wave of relief pitchers for the Cleveland Indians. Maybe your business could use some relief uh, if you would like to reach an upscale male uh, audience. Locked On is the perfect place to advertise. Uh, you can reach the correct people to talk to at uh, Locked On at. Let me start that over. Locked On at Uh, especially if you're a Cleveland-area business. The Indians, Cavs, and Browns are all covered daily, so you'd be getting, um, you know, your ad would be read over three podcasts that uh, reach out to thousands of listeners a day. Now I will admit most of those thousands come thanks to the Cavs and Browns, but, you know, we will get a few hundred off of ours as well. And I also want to remind everyone to tell your smart device, play Locked on Indians, Uh, play it every day, download it every day, uh, you can download and delete, but uh, if you're not that interested in listening on that day. But uh, all of that helps. Our numbers were up 28% this month after being up 22% last month. So, um, you know, tell your smart device, play Lockdown Indians. Let's keep the growth going. So for the second half of the show today, uh, that I would talk about, I kind of hit on what some of the stuff I did want to talk about already, which was... Uh, what's going on with some of the Indians pitching. Uh, We mentioned that uh, Karen Chalk has been on the seven-day disabled list for two months. Nick Sandlin's done for the year. Uh, The blister injury to uh, to Kyle Nelson, I mean, it decimated the Indians' upper relief. Tristan McKenzie, who, uh, you know, people still call the Indians' number one prospect. uh, He missed... The start of last year with a forearm strain he didn't come back till the first week in June and then I saw him repeatedly in Akron and he came back with extremely inconsistent velocity uh, his velocity was down and uh, his stuff tailed off very quickly into games he cannot keep uh, his stuff for more than four innings I I was already down on him just because of that performance um, multiple times. There were points you'd see him hit 97, but the problem was in the innings he hit 97, he lost all control. He was, uh, when he had velocity, the control went away and he started walking guys. And then that velocity, his typical velocity, very quickly went downhill through the course of the game. So you take the fact that he missed, you know, almost two months with a forearm strain. You wonder if there's more to it. He, The fact that he's still can't add any weight at all that he has this unicorn frame that we've never seen in a pitcher before uh it all added up to a guy who's unlikely to find consistent success and you know he strains his back this year and let's see that uh, you know i was pulling up some old articles on this that um they're going to be cautious with his injury he's expected to miss six weeks uh that was back in Let me pull the exact date on this article while i scroll up that's march 12th he was expected to miss six weeks it is now july 17th so you know do the math we go april may june into july so again april may june july that's four months that's not six weeks that's four months and uh there's still been no word on if and when he is going to pitch this year. Um, and again, last year when he did pitch, I did not talk to a single person who was not extremely down on him from the previous years. You look at the numbers and the numbers are solid. Um, you know, especially if you're just going to look at something like ERA, but things like FIP, which predict future success showed that his ERA was a bit fluky. He was not missing bats last year for the first time in his career. Uh, his walk rate stayed about the same and it was under three. It was a good rate, but uh yeah he he just he wasn't missing bats he wasn't adding velocity he wasn't maintaining velocity um he had the look of a back-end starter and that is if we ignore the fact that he has a build that we've never seen in a starting pitcher before so, uh, yeah, so we talked about, you know, the top three relief arms uh, all have some degree of injury, and I'm missing significant time. Well, we don't know. Nelson hopefully won't, but uh, we'll see about the rest of them. And then uh, McKenzie still hasn't pitched this year. You know, thank goodness for Zach Plesac's growth and some of the other young guys, Eli Morgan, moving up through the system. But uh, some of those top prospects, it's just been a, uh, it's been kind of a rough year. Uh, and again, and McKenzie's, mackenzie is the uh the one that sticks out the most to me just because we haven't seen him at all and uh you know people still refer to him as the indians top prospect and if you hear someone doing that then they do not know the indians minors at this point uh because he's not first he's not second he's not third uh, if he is listed in the top four you know i could see maybe still putting him at fifth but uh Specifically, if anyone lists Tristan McKenzie in the top three prospects in the Indian system, they are not paying attention. Speaking of top prospects, I just kind of wanted to check in with Will Benson as well. Um, So he repeated a level. Uh, That always, when we see that happen, you want to take any performance at that level that they repeat and kind of squint at it. Yeah, he did really well in A-ball, but uh, the fact that he repeated the level makes it a, a lot less valuable. Uh, his promotion has been met with extreme struggles, which we saw before. Um, he very much seems to be who we kind of thought he was. Uh, you know, someone like me, there was, I, I did get a little more hopeful. But, uh, you know, this is a, a player throughout his career who struggled to hit over 200. Uh, you look across years, batting average, 209, 238, 180. This year he hit 272 in uh, A, and uh, in high A he's hitting 171. So he has, you know, that one year where he repeated a level as the outlier, and uh, the struggles are back in place. And that's why, in spite of the good first half, Will Benson's still not going to be a top 20 prospect for me. I just, he is a great kid by every account. He is a hard worker, he does everything he can. But it's the the same concern from the moment he was drafted that he might have had the worst hit tool of any player taken in the first round that year. And I think we're continuing to see that. Um, he is an extreme pool hitter. There's just a lot of ways he can be exploited. And as he moves up, you get exploited uh, by pitchers. Pitchers get better. the Control gets better. So... That's kind of a a look at Will Benson, uh, who I hadn't checked in on in a while. Let's end, though, on a positive. Daniel Johnson. Now, I've already talked about how the Indians won the on Gomes deal just by getting out from that contract. Um, They were lucky enough that he had a big rebound year last year, and then they sold high. And they got uh, a pitcher who was able to come in and fill the gap when they had a bunch of injuries. So that alone made it a worthwhile trade. But Daniel Johnson here is the star of it. We talked about the difference between the parks in Akron and Columbus. They could not be uh, more extreme opposites, and that is part of the reason why uh, Johnson is, and he has now played more games in Columbus than he had in Akron, is actually performing better in Columbus than he did in Akron. So, uh, Though he did have more home runs in Akron, so I, you know, who knows what to make of that? Because that's a park that suppresses power, whereas Columbus is a park that typically is a lot more easier to hit out of. You look at the combined numbers 21% strikeout rate, not bad at all. You know, we see a lot of guys who don't have power have a higher strikeout uh, percentage than that. The walk rate over 10, I will always take anything uh, 10 or above. And then 15 combined home runs, 23 doubles. Uh, Really the only negative you can say is he stole 11 bases and got caught six times. So he's not been efficient as a base dealer. Uh, Hitting 291 combined, 895 OPS, and it's been just an an absolute tear. Um, Again, when it comes time for the Indians to call a bat up from AAA, uh, with all apologies to Bobby Bradley, it has to be Daniel Johnson. He helps this team offensively and defensively and one can make the case honestly that the indians don't need to trade for an outfielder daniel johnson is showing in the minors he's the guy to take that role uh he should be given an opportunity and you know if you get him up there all of a sudden you can you know naquin doesn't have to play against lefties you can make that a true platoon um you can adjust your lineup. You're adding more speed to your lineup. You're adding more power potential to your lineup, and you're you're making your defense better on the whole. Uh, really, the Indians' biggest need is a second baseman, and is their worst productive position this year. Um, that is where they are really struggling. Uh, that's that's the need. Uh, it won't happen though, and you know we can argue the the values of intangibles and in leadership, but. Uh, Second base right now is really the Indians' biggest hole. Uh, That is where they're getting the least amount of production. That is the place that uh, is hurting them the most. I want to thank everyone for listening, subscribing, doing all of that. All of you guys and gals are awesome. And as always, go Tribe!